You're very welcome to this episode of the Living Wholeheartedly podcast. This episode's a little different to others to whom which you might have listened because it focuses on the Methodist Church in Ireland's past cases review, a review that was received by the conference when it met in June. I'm joined for this conversation by the Reverend Dr Stephen Skuse, who was the Vice Chair of the Past Cases Review and is also District Superintendent for the Methodist Church in Ireland's North Western District. Stephen, thank you for joining me today. Can you start by telling us what is a Past Cases Review and why did the Methodist Church in Ireland do this work? Our church, like every other church, wants and needs to be the safest place it's possible to be for children, for adults, for vulnerable people, for us all. And we haven't always been that. We know that. And we know in wider society there's a lot of failure. So a past case review is us looking at the situations in the past where we have failed to keep everyone safe. And it's us, it's, we're choosing to do this. There's, there's no reason, um, no specific reason that has, has focused us to do this. There's no incident has, has emerged. We're choosing to do this, aware of the failures in society and the failures by ourselves. And we're choosing to shine a light on our past and look really closely at where we know we have failed people to learn even more uh, than we have before so that today and tomorrow we can be the safest place we can possibly be. What form did the past cases review take? What did it look like? Uh, so we got together a group of people uh, who had expertise in the, in the area uh, and we deliberately appointed uh, as a chair Dr Deborah Webster uh, who's a, got a wide experience in safeguarding but is also not a member of our church. So that, that was a deliberate thing. How can we be objective? How can we make sure that we're not trying to hide anything? Or So so Dr. Webster accessed absolutely everything and helped us steer uh, the, the, the whole review. So that gave a level of, of objectivity or gave a certainty uh, to the objectivity um, uh, of, the, of the process. And what we're doing is we're re-looking at um, the cases, the situations that, that occurred in the past. We've got the if you like, the documents to do with those, the, the, the record of those. And we are re-looking, we have re-looked at, at those to see, you know, what some of these are 20, 30, 40 year, years ago. And maybe what we did was fine 40 years ago. But my goodness, we know it's not fine today. We've learned, we've learned so much. So re-looking at, at our past experience to see what fresh insights can we learn for today so that we can keep everyone safe in our church today. So you've used language like shining a light. You've used language of nothing being hidden. So what did you find? We found that there were 30 situations where people were not kept as safe as they should have been. And that causes us great shame. Of those 30, I'll call them cases now, of those 30 cases, actually in three or four of those, uh, we were able to protect some involved. And they are sort of examples of, of actually we did okay there. But the, lo- the big, big majority are where we failed to protect children or adults at vulnerable moments. And so we have looked at those um, more, more closely to, to see what, what more we can find. I mean, one of the things that, that we always do now and have for a generation or more is any 
time there's any risk of a criminal act being uh, being caused, we will always report that to the PSNI or to the Garda Shikon or Tuzla um, statutory authorities. So what we found is that the majority of these cases, these are not criminal actions. There was not, there was police involvement in most of them, but the police were saying saying to us, or the guard, guards were saying to us, uh, that is not a criminal action, and so we're not going to be involved in that. Uh, there were a small number where the authorities were, were involved in, in that, and prosecutions uh, resulted. But the majority of, of these uh, cases were situations where we fell very far short of what we're called to be as followers of Jesus Christ. There were not criminal actions, but my goodness, we failed uh, to be uh, to be followers of Jesus, and we hurt and harmed people through that failure. And it's hard to hear you say we hurt and harmed, and that's heavy, and it's right that it's said. And I want to come back to that in a moment. But before before I come back to that, Stephen, are we talking about lay people and ordained people? One more than the other. Uh, well, I suppose one more than the other was lay people more than ordained. Uh, uh, but uh, it's, I mean, that's a hard question to say because it's not are one group better or worse than than the other. We this is failure by by the church. It's it's yes, it's failure by by individuals, but it's also failure by us as a denomination. We had in the past policies and procedures that were meant that their purpose was to protect all and they didn't and we allowed harm to happen and I must say when I I had to read through every case um, uh, we started off uh, not knowing how many cases uh, there were there were going to be and we were going to sample uh, cases and uh, and so on and then when we realized the numbers we were dealing with we chose to look at 100% of cases now some in our group would have looked at we, we looked at we looked at cases uh, uh, they were each each case was read by at least two people sometimes three and they would then uh, discuss what their findings were from that and what we can learn from that because the whole purpose of this the main purpose of this is to is to learn uh, from from the past but myself and Dr. Webster, we looked at every single case, and it was. It brought nothing but shame to read of circumstances that had occurred in the life of the Methodist Church, even if there weren't criminal actions. But they were just so far short of what we're called to be as uh, disciples of Jesus Christ. So we allowed hurt and harm. We carry a deep sense of shame and it's right to name now how, for me, that was palpable at conference, uh, a real sense uh, of shame as as conference received the report. Um, we can't just say that's the end of the story. What What's our response, Stephen? So what we're doing now, um, we issued an apology and... That was a heartfelt apology. I hope it was a very comprehensive apology. There was nothing mitigating in it. There was no. It was an apology for our failure to protect all within the life of, of the church. So we have, we have done that. We are constantly, and I, I hope the, the past cases uh, review report will do this. I hope even this broadcast will do this. This podcast will do this. If there's anyone who has been harmed in the life of our church, or indeed anywhere, um, who uh, views this um, and has not 
reported that. Please do report it to us in the in the church. It might be it's a local minister is the person to report it to. It, it might be it's in every of our Methodist circuits. We have got what we call a designated person who's got responsibilities as well for safeguarding. It might be our connectional safeguarding officer. It might be there's some other per, appropriate person uh, to, to go to. It might, it might be not connected with our church, but somebody just happens to be viewing this. We need to hear the voices of those who are victims and survivors. Um, in the past, we didn't listen well enough to their voice. And that is a huge shame to us. We have learned that. And so I personally urge our report, urges anyone who has, not, who has got any hurt or harm from the past that they've never disclosed, we pray we are a safe, a fully safe place today and that people will feel comfortable and confident in approaching us to share um, anything that they've experienced so that we can help them and so we can learn and make our church even safer today than it was yesterday, even safer tomorrow than it will be today. Thank you, Stephen. And if it's so important that that appeal is heard and if someone is listening who is a victim or a survivor and they're carrying hurts, can, can we as a church support them? So perhaps it has been reported, but there's a hurt there that they're still carrying. Yeah. There, there is, and I fear that will continue. Uh, I mean, the, the harm that's caused in these circumstances, as I say, even if these are not criminal actions in, in most cases, um, the harm that's caused is deep and, in some cases, devastating. And you read, you read these records from the past and you know what are you have some understanding of what the consequences were at the time, but the long term consequences. Um, and so, if there had been one case uh, of harm causing the life of our church, um, we would have issued the same apology. Uh, we would have done our work in the same, I hope, comprehensive and very objective way, and we would feel the same shame. That apology is at the heart of our response as a church. Are there other recommendations, other things we need to pick up? Yeah. So uh, the report had 14, has 14 recommendations that the Methodist Church have accepted and we're already putting them into, into effect. And indeed, there was one or two things emerged uh, as we were doing our work where it became clear to do with record keeping, uh, you know, a Methodist church, my goodness, we have committees for everything. We've got bits of paper for everything, it would seem. And actually, we weren't as brilliant as we should have been at retaining all the records of these these situations. Um, so once the review got underway, we decided, actually, no, we're going to change that now. We're not going to wait for another 18 months. So we, are, we have already put into effect one or two things that will already be be helping to ensure our church is even safer than, uh, than it was before. The 14 uh, recommendations cover a wide range of, uh, of areas. Some of them are to do with how we do our, uh, our record keep, our administration. Some of them to do with personnel, um, how we deal with employees and, and those of us uh, who, are, who are ministers, how we... Um, it's, it's across a wide range of activities. We did encourage, um, we recommended our uh, four Methodist schools or learning institutions that for them to do a similar 
review and report to their governing uh, authorities. Uh, nothing emerged in the in our uh, in our review that caused us any concern about any of our four uh, educational institutions. Nothing, and also within the life of our of our missions, our city missions, uh, nothing emerged. Uh, but we we have asked them also with the schools and the city missions to also do a, a similar review because we really want to learn. Uh, we, we, we want to know where we have failed so that today and tomorrow we can be as the safest place we can possibly be. Uh, and I must say, the, the other, uh, those other organisations uh, engaged fully with us and have responded uh, you know, very positively uh, to that. Uh, nobody's defensive. People want to learn. People want to be... Of course we want to be, be able to keep all people uh, safe. It would be ridiculous not to. And there might be a painful process to go through in order to protect children and those that are vulnerable or all of us at vulnerable moments in our lives. But we are absolutely committed uh, to doing that and to continue to do that. The past cases review, it's not... Well, we've done that. There it is on the shelf. Thank goodness we don't have to do that uh, again and we get on with life. It's nothing like that. We are committed to a long-term, um, constant review of what we are doing uh, in order to keep people as safe as we possibly can. God willing, somebody will do a passes cases review in 30 or 40 years' time. And what they'll say is, yep, there were these um, approximately 30 cases um, up to 2022, up to 20, uh, 20 2023. And you know what? We didn't find any more after that. If we have done our work well, we are protecting people. And God willing, that will be the outcome. I hope so. The title of these podcasts is Living Wholeheartedly. How does a past cases review fit within that identity for the Methodist people in Ireland? We are people called to love God, love each other, love the world. And uh, if we're not keeping each other safe, we're not loving anyone. In fact, we're harming people. So for us to be wholehearted followers of Jesus, we have got to be wholehearted in keeping one another safe and, and particularly those that are younger and those that are that are vulnerable. One of the important things that uh, one of the important recommendations is we have to develop, I think within the next two years, a theology of safekeeping, um, safeguarding. Um, this is, this is, it's not, safeguarding can be seen by some as this is something you have to do. It's, it's a necessary thing that, that, that you have to do. We need to go beyond um, that. I don't think that's the view that, that we've had, but uh, we need to go beyond, way beyond that. And so creating, developing our own theology of safeguarding is our way of ensuring safeguarding is not something that we do. It's something that is part of us as the Methodist people, as followers of Jesus Christ. We know we do this. Jesus brought the child in, in, into, into the midst and said, the kingdom of God is like this child. A child is vulnerable. A child needs protected. A child needs safeguarded. So if we are serious and wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ, we will have, we will be the safest place it is possible to be. And so us developing a theology of safeguarding that enables us to understand us as Christian people that this is part of who we are. Um, that is, that's one way in which we are showing, we will show that we are wholehearted followers of Jesus. 
Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. And in a moment, we're going to pray. Uh, But before I do that, I want to say that if you're listening to this or watching this and it has evoked any manner of hurt or or a difficult memory for you, please know that there is support for you in your local church or if you contact the Methodist Church in Ireland through safeguarding at irishmethodist.org, we will do all in our power to put support in place for you. The report, the Past Cases Review report, is on our website and I invite you to read that and if it raises questions or you have issues you want to to pursue, to contact Stephen uh, or myself uh, because we want to be true to the ethos of which Stephen has spoken, that the Methodist Church in Ireland under God will be the safest place it possibly can be for any child or any adult at any point uh, of vulnerability. So please contact us if there's support that can be offered or if there is an instance of which you need to tell uh, which hasn't yet uh, been reported. And as we speak and have spoken, uh, we want to pay tribute to all of those victims and survivors who have told their story, uh, to to ministers, to lay people, to folks and congregations who came forward as part of this past cases review and were brave enough and honest enough uh, to tell their story, even though we're sure that came uh, at personal cost. Let's pray together. God, whose love encompasses all, we hold before you all who are victims and survivors, all for whom conversation about abuse, be it physical, spiritual, emotional, sexual, evokes memories of hurt. And we hold them, knowing that each one is known to you and close to your heart. And we pray for protection and we pray for healing. And loving God, As a church, we are so, so sorry that we were not always a safe place for all. And we pray that we would be a safe place, that we would learn from what we have heard And that that ongoing commitment of which Stephen had spoken will be part of our identity, not just today, while this is fresh, but on into the future. And we surrender ourselves and we surrender those who have come to our minds and we surrender this church into your care and keeping. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Stephen, thank you. Uh, Not 
just for today, but for the work uh, that you and the rest of the review group um, have done and for the way in which you have helped us to shine a light uh, on this area. Thank you. Well, I'd want to pay tribute to the rest of the group. I'd also want to pay tribute to all those um, who are engaged in, in safe, safeguarding in the life of our church. You know, we've got a connection officer, we've had previous uh, post holders, we've got people in circuits that are, that are doing this. So they are working day after day to keep us all safe, to keep us all safe. And we thank God for them and, uh, and, and pray that we will be the safest place we can possibly be today, tomorrow and every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening.